The Women in Agile podcast series amplifies the voices of outstanding women in the Agile community. We are dedicated to sharing the wisdom and inspiration our community has to offer by telling our stories, being thought leaders, and having open conversations with our allies. This series is brought to you in partnership from the Women in Agile organization and Accenture Solutions IQ. Hello, listeners. Welcome to a special International Women's Day episode of the Women in Agile podcast series. I'm your host, Leslie Morse, and am delighted to be joined by the Women in Agile Org President and Executive Director, Natalie Warnert. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for being with me today. Yeah, thanks for setting this up early on a Saturday morning, but the sun is out and it's going to be a good day. Yeah, I've got uh, gorgeous sunshine down here in South Carolina, too. So, um, it's, it's a really, there's so much sort of optimism for me moving into the spring. Um, like the season of change from winter to spring feels very palpable to me this year. What's it like for you? Same. Um, I mean, I was just having this conversation with a couple of folks yesterday that February was a very hard, long month. Um, in Chicago, we got a lot of snow. It was very cold. It was very gray. And so it's really a big deal right now to look out the window and have um, have the sun be shining. Yes, there's still snow, but it's melting. Um, and I think it just kind of, I'm hoping that, you know, I can take this as a as a sign, as you were kind of talking about that, you know, there's going to be brighter days to come. And I know that most of us, um, you know, in the United States here are coming up um, on the year mark of, um, of being, you know, working from home via, you know, via COVID. And so I'm, I'm kind of just like trying to take this as a really positive sign because it was really hitting me this last month. Yeah. I, um, there's kind of a, a quantum flirt going on with the sunshine. So I'm going to do my best to sort of channel this as a metaphor we can use throughout mm. our conversation. Cause it's also feels very resonant to me around just the idea of the international women's day theme this year, right? Choose to challenge, right? We're challenging things so that we can bring brighter days for more and more people in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, but before we get into that, it's been a long time since we've had you on the show. So um, for, for our listeners that uh, may not be as involved in the Women in Agile organization as they'd like to be, and they don't have maybe the latest information on how things are going and what's going on with you, I just want to take a couple minutes. Like, what is new for you? Like, how's Natalie uh, in the world? <laughs> Natalie in the world. Um, well... Let's see. Um, in the last year, if I kind of look back or even if I look back to when we started the podcast, um, I, I moved from uh, consulting where I had a lot of really good clients and great partners. Um, I moved back into full time work, uh, both from a you know sanity reason, because I was traveling so much, which now seems like, you know, a complete anomaly as well. Um but also just from more of a stability perspective. And so I'm really enjoying doing full-time transformation work um, with Volkswagen. And that's what I'm doing now. Um, you know, in even more personal terms, um, I got engaged um, to my fiance, Brian, who's great. And we're excited to have a small courthouse wedding next month. Um, and then also do a family and, and very close friend celebration um, later in the spring as, as things allow. So that's been, um, that's definitely been a huge change. Um, and otherwise, 
yeah, just, um, you know, thinking a lot about WIA, doing a lot of, um, you know, personal growth and um, self-improvement and, and mind shifting um, around, you know, all of the, the events of the last couple of years and um, kind of picking up on, on you know, a lot of the, the social cues that maybe I ignored for too long. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to talk more about that in the, um, when we talk more about choose to challenge. Yeah. And and you already pointed to this, Natalie, around, you know, it's been about a year in the U.S. and really from a lot of people in the world since the impact of the pandemic really started becoming reality for us. Um, And I find it kind of interesting that International Women's Day is almost that year anniversary milestone of all of a sudden this becoming a really real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it's been a stranger for all of us, obviously, nothing that we ever expected. So how would you describe that last year for WIA? Like what, what's it been like? Uh, what would you say some of the impacts the organizations made kind of a, a year in review almost? Yeah. Well, you know, when I think about almost a year ago now to the day, it was, um, I believe, uh, March 10th, um, where, we had our last in-person um, WIA event. I was actually in New York um, for um, Women in Agile um, and our, our partnership with the Business Agility Conference. And that was um, that was really interesting because it was at the point where people were, were starting to cancel things. Um, things obviously had not yet been shut down, but it happened literally the night after the event. I remember the NBA um made an announcement that they were canceled. And so we had had the very difficult choice of do we hold this event or not? Um, and we had decided to, to hold the event um, and had put, you know, a number of, of precautions in place. Um, but that kind of, you know, that was really the, the turning point um, for me. And I remember flying home the next day and just being like, okay, wow, what did we just do and what's going to happen now? And I never went back into the office again. Um you know, and then when I look at the the rest of the year, yeah, we had made some some pivots. We had had a number of events planned, um, and we very quickly um, for our our local groups were able to um, get a um, a paid Zoom account so that they could all use that for free without time limits. Um, you know, we got some some great um, virtual feedback in the. Uh, communities of practice that we have. Um, and so that became a topic for a lot of the meetups, um, as well as the the unintended consequence, but positive consequence of the flexibility that virtual gives. So we, you know, we, we previously had local groups, local group meetups, um, you know, and you, you had to be in that area to go. Um, it really opened up uh, by having everything virtual, the ability for anyone to attend anywhere. And we also extended that to our, um, our flagship conference that we um, have in partnership with the Agile Alliance. We made that completely virtual, um, which was also a really unique experiment because um, for those of you who have been to that conference um, and for those of you who have not, we, we try to do it in a few distinct segments with um, a keynote and then very specifically having um, interactive portions so folks can, um, you know, can foster community and do some real work with other people. And so we really wanted to make sure that we were 
um, allowing for that and having to, to do it in a virtual way was something we weren't we weren't used to doing um, as one more uh, layer onto that. We also were um, were looking at, you know, women in Agile's inclusivity um, and diversity, and we, you know, realized, as I think a lot of, of organizations have, that there was a lot more work for us to do there, um, you know, internally, and then in, in spreading the word and helping to um, to educate people um, around, you know, impacts of, of not being inclusive and not being diverse. And so um, that was another, that was another facet that we brought into the Women in Agile Online 2020 conference, um, where we had some, some wonderful um, women of color who represented, um, you know, represented a lot of those thoughts that, that, that we wanted to be better at having. Um, and, you know, did a great job in in really painting some of those pictures, so that you know people that were not as exposed to that, um, people who had different levels of, of privilege, could really get a view into that, um, and could then you know reflect on themselves and um, you know the things that were close to them to make you know to make changes to to help make us more you know make everyone more inclusive and um, you know really choose to challenge that status quo. Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like I'd be remiss not to say that we also over this past year launched a YouTube channel. So if anyone is interested in actually going back and and experiencing that content for the first time from last year's virtual conference, or maybe reliving it, because, you know, it's been, you know, many, many months since that happened last July, um, you can go out to the Women in Agile YouTube channel, and that is content there for you to take a look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I would highly, highly recommend that. Um, it's wonderful content. We had some great um, facilitators and panelists um, that, you know, really represented the community in, in just great ways as far as, um, you know, as far as some of the shifts that, that need to be made. Yeah. One of the other things that happened over this past year that I thought was pretty exciting was we've uh, jump-started a scholarship program. Yes. Um, and I think that is so interesting from a timing perspective with 2020, because the way we think about doing professional development had been like, go to classes, go to conferences and all those things. And those experiences are also different now. And organizations have changed how they spend on training because of the shift in the economy as a result of the pandemic. And so I think making that available to people is really exciting. And I know that if you know, you're interested in scholarship programs, we will have more of those opportunities in 2021. So that's a little bit of another shameless plug for things we have going on in the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, the training budget is often the first thing to go at companies when they hit tough times, and we know that. And so this was a, you know, this was a dream um, of, you know, uh, some of our board members, as well as our donors, um, over the last few years, to really create this this scholarship program where we could provide, um, you know, scholarships to uh, to women um, and uh, non-binary folks who you know were not able to you know to go to a training, to go to a conference through their company, and it is a big out-of-pocket expense, um, and not everybody has that privilege, and so that's been wonderful. Um, 
and yeah, we have a, you know, we're going to start launching the campaign for 2021 very soon. Um, and so please, you know, please stay tuned of our, our newsletters and podcasts to hear more about that and how, you know, you can get involved or how you can um, apply for, you know, getting one of those scholarships. I think the only, the other thing that I can think of as well um, for, you know, big things in, in 2020, um, there were, you know, some other virtual conferences that, um, that, you know, other women in agile groups put on. And uh, that's really an exciting thing as well. Um, we've got to, as, as women in agile org, um, we've got to kind of sit, sit on the sidelines and watch and see what other people come up with. Um, very unique ideas and also can help to support those, um, you know, through being financial donors, but really giving the um, giving the decision making and the power there to the people with the passion. And so that's been um, that's been a really cool thing to watch as well, because the virtual, um, you know, the virtual realm has really opened up that door for a lot of people. Um, yeah. You know, you take the logistics. Well, not all the logistics, but you <laughs> take some of the logistics out of it. And um, yeah, it's it's been fun to watch as well. Yeah, I think we've organically covered, right, um, aspects of local communities, which is one of our flagship programs. You've talked about conferences and events, which um, Conference Allyship is one of our main programs. We've talked about scholarships, which is a new one. Obviously, this is the podcast, so that's one of our programs. But then launching new voices is one of our other core platforms for achieving the mission of Women in Agile. And I was really pleased to see that not evaporate as we all shifted our working styles and everything. Um, Jenny Tarwater and, and the program team there has done a great job keeping that alive. What are some of those memories you have from launching new voices over the past year? Yeah, that's been fun because we've had, you know, when we think about the last year, there's there was the event in March that I had mentioned earlier, which was in person. And so that was really cool to, to see, um, you know, our, our new voices there in person. Um, but then when we look at the event um, for, you know, which would have been with Agile 2020 in July, we still ran launching new voices. But yeah, it was it was virtual. Um, and so that was that was an interesting pivot to have to make because you know coaching for um, coaching and mentoring for speaking in person um, there are differences coaching and mentoring for speaking online and yeah. I what's what's been really interesting about it is I think um, you know especially looking back a year ago um, and in the first couple months of the pandemic we, we thought it was going to be temporary um, and now this has kind of become at least you know for the you know, the foreseeable future, the status quo of, you know, we're doing things virtually. And so those skills, um, you know, which I think, I know personally, I didn't really think about it at that point. Um, those skills have become, you know, even more vital. And now that I'm, what, four or five virtual trainings in, um, I can see how, um, you know, how it's certainly very, very different. And so that's been interesting to watch with launching new voices. They're also continuing to do some work um, with, you know, figuring out how to better uh, pair people up with mm. with mentors, um, both you know in person and, and virtually, um, you know, local and and internationally, and how that looks. Um, you know, not even just from uh, launching new voices. I'm a first time speaker, but you know, hey, I'm interested in you know in becoming 
better speaker I'm interested in understanding about keynotes, things like that. And so really looking to expand um, the way that that we're providing, you know, a service of, of matching and helping to support that. Um, and yeah, the virtual the virtualness of it has um, actually been a, a very nice compliment. Yeah, I um, I, just, I feel really proud of our organization for everything that we managed to accomplish over the past year, um, in spite of everything else that was going on, and knowing that all of this is really done on or is, is a volunteer basis, um, and so you know, I think appreciation and great gratitude to, for you know the women in Agile board, mm-hmm. for everyone on the operations team. Um, for keeping the lights on and the doors open for this organization we're all really passionate about. And thank you, Natalie, for your leadership um, as we've gone over this past year. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's been an honor. And I yeah, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the volunteers. I would say definitely in the last year, if not year and a half, um, you know, we've had just an influx of people that um, want to help. And we've been able to create you know, committees to continue to, to pull in new ideas, decentralize that decision-making, um, and really, you know, take the, the programs that you've mentioned to another level. Um, and I think that's really the, um, you know, the crux of, of diversity and kind of the choose to challenge. Um, you know, we have wonderful, wonderful leaders who, you know, start with, with ideas for programs and things, but, you know, those leaders can only take some of those things so far, both because of, um, you know, because of capacity um, and just because, you know, innovation doesn't happen in a vacuum. It doesn't happen mm-hmm. with one person. Um, and a lot of those ideas need to to marinate. And I remember one of my uh, one of my old coworkers, um, Jabe, had talked about um, when we started working together, um, our ideas might come together and make little idea babies. And um, I think that has been such a such a huge thing in 2020, coming into 2021, that, you know, with the influx of wonderful volunteers that we have, um, these programs have really taken off um, much more than I think they would have, you know, had they been kept in a vacuum, um, you know, especially looking at the, the way that you know, 2020 happened, it would be easy to keep things in a vacuum um, when we're all, you know, at home alone. So that's been, that's just been a great, um, you know, a great opportunity and a great, um, just, I don't know, not really a spiritual person, but I would say blessing. Yeah, that was Um, the word I was thinking. Yeah, I was trying to think of a different one, but there it is. (laughs) Yeah, there's sometimes there is not a better word than that. Mm -hmm. It really is. So I think, um, before we formally segue to the exact conversation about choose to challenge, if people are listening and they're like, ooh, ooh, I want to volunteer and I want to get involved with what Women in Agile Org has going on, what's the best place for people to go and express that interest and get in touch? Yeah, um, so you can go to womeninagile.org and there's um, information about most of the things out there. Um, otherwise, you can also email us um, at impact at womeninagile.org. Awesome. So both of those ways will get you will get you to us. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Enough reflection on women in agile. Although I'm going to be asking you more questions about the organization as we move forward. But let's really dig into International Women's Day. Uh, you know, March is uh, Women's History Month. 
and all of the things um, and choose to challenge is this year's International Women's Day theme. What does that mean to you? I mean, to me, it definitely means choose to challenge the status quo, challenge the things that we I shouldn't say that we think are normal, but the things that have maybe become normalized, um, but that are in fact marginalizing. Um, I think that I love that International Women's Day and, and Women's History Month is right on the tail end of Black History Month um, because, you know, 2020 was was such a year for the um, social movements of um you know, of, of both people of color, black people. Um, I want to say, um, I always, I read the acronym, it's BIPOC. So BIPOC. Yeah. I, I, but I never know if I'm supposed to read it or if I'm supposed to say BIP. So BIPOC, um, yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's been such a year of that. And I'm, you know, as you can probably tell, I'm stumbling over my words a little bit because it is, um, it is difficult for me as, um, a white woman to talk about this. And I think as part of the choose to challenge, um, you know, I'm choosing to challenge even those, those, uh, discomforts that Mm -hmm. I have that come from my privilege. Um, and you know, I mentioned doing a lot of personal work and I, I'm continuing to do that. Um, and so that's what it means to me personally, right. And how, you know, I want to continue to utilize um, the channels that we have for women in Agile to, you know, get those messages out there and make sure that we're walking the talk. Um, thinking about International Women's Day, making sure that, um, you know, as, as much as possible, we can we are challenging the status quo. Women in Agile is within our um, within our board, within the, you know, all of our programs um, within the whole organization and looking at the organization's mission um, to ensure that, you know, our, our inclusivity um, and our diversity is not limited to just gender diversity, um, but, you know, diversity of, um, of thought, diversity of race, diversity of um, life experience, mm-hmm. um, diversity of, you know, sexuality, all of the um, diversity of, of able, ableism or not. Um, yeah. And, you know, as I, I say this, I'm kind of, I'm still tripping over my words because I don't want to say anything wrong. Um, but I also know that, you know, just saying something is important. And well, so and that's why I'm trying to, trying yeah. to keep it going. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's a practice, right? Mm-hmm. It, this is not stuff that we just go learn about and it is the acquisition of new knowledge and just because we know means we can do. It's like as much as I love that Maya Angelou quote, because you know better, you, you can do better. And I'm not I paraphrasing it. I don't think I got it quite right. It's not always that easy because once you acquire the knowledge, you have to figure out how to put that knowledge and awareness into practice. And sometimes that means really messing it up. And it's easy to be afraid and not do it. So thank you, Natalie, for kind of modeling for us. Like, yeah, I'm going to trip over my words and I'm still learning how to talk about this in a public way. Um, I think that's really great for all of us. And I get curious because I was just actually rereading the Women in Agile Code of Conduct the other day, which is like really the only barrier to entry of becoming a member of the Women in Agile Org is accepting that code of conduct. Mm -hmm. Um, 
is there an opportunity for us to choose to challenge that code of conduct and go back and actually inspect and adapt? Because I wonder if the things we have learned over this past year about systemic injustice and lots of other things, if we have something missing there, and, and I'm really just kind of coming to this in the moment of our conversation, so I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I'm curious what your initial reaction to that is. Yeah, I think we should be choosing to challenge, you know, everything that, that um, you know, we've had as, as standard, right? And I think that the code of conduct is, is a great thing to think about. One of, the, um, one of the work items I didn't mention that we did in 2020, um, uh, Beth Hatter, who is on the conference allyship team, did a lot of work around doing research um, of how, how codes of conduct conduct are are presented right where they are presented in um you know either a conference rep website or registration or just on a site um to get some trends there so we could hopefully provide some recommendations around you know how to um you know how to improve the visibility um because you know we don't want a code of conduct to just be a check the box we don't want it to it as a thing that's just there for a worst case scenario, um, we, we want that to be, you know, the basis of how we conduct ourselves. And I know personally, um, you know, lo looking back over the years and that the things we've been doing with the, the Women in Agile Code of Conduct, um, you know, I kind of see that, yes, as, as an open source type item where anyone can use it, um, but also open source to open to change. And um, I know that I've, I've gained a lot of experience in uh, how to interpret it and looking at things around, you know, how a code of conduct can potentially be weaponized against the people mm -hmm. that it's supposed to protect. Well, um, I want to I slow you down right there because the idea of a code of conduct being weaponized, like that is such an easy place to go because you also see it within our Agile community, weaponizing of Agile values and principles, right? I see people weaponize transparency and courage as scrum values far too often um, as an excuse for being disrespectful and rude. And they're like, well, I'm just being courageous and transparent about this. And it's like, no, you're being unkind and disrespectful. Um, and so there's a really slippery slope there. What, like, why is that something that is of interest and awareness for you? Well, I mean, we've, we've had experiences with it. And when we think about, and this is something I, I still struggle with, I don't have the answers, but when we think about a, a code of conduct, you know, and when you think about the words that you mentioned, right, being unkind, being disrespectful, um, you know, just being rude in general. None. A lot of times, code of conduct don't ex, they don't explicitly cover those things. It's different than core values, right? And it is hard to it is hard to police those things. And so it's it's like that's why I want to be you know thinking about challenging, um, you know, challenging what a code of conduct is there for um, and thinking about, you know, it's not there just to go back to, right. It should be how we, 
we frame all of our interactions and as a society, um, you know, just everybody being more thoughtful about how they are conducting themselves. And it's not to say that, um, you know, that you can't have a, a discourse in where you disagree and have an argument, but being respectful and being kind during the argument, not getting to the place where you start slinging, you know, insults that may be rude. And then you go, Oh, and then someone goes, okay, well that's a code of conduct violation. (laughs) It's, it's kind of this this catch-22 almost, and I don't know how to dig into it. Um, we certainly don't have time on this podcast, but I know that there there needs to be shifts around yeah. around the purpose um, and around really how we're putting those into practice, the expectations and the values that we're setting and how those are all coming back together. Um, so, you know, the choose to challenge is really thinking about these hard problems. Yeah, um, I mean – you're, you're already challenging and opening new pathways of thinking for me just in this, Natalie. And so I'll be so curious to see a conversation that may ensue with our listeners from this, because now I'm starting to think of a code of conduct as like an aspirational higher calling of what it is we can create as we conduct ourselves with each other. Well, now you're making me think of now you're making me think of agile and um, trying to explain, you know, the difference between vision and mission Um, and, you know, the aspirational here's where we want to get to versus here's how we conduct ourselves and bringing values in. And um, they all are so integral to be thinking about, you know, together, but they all have very specific purposes. And so, um, yeah, I think it's it's interesting. It's it's quite mind-boggling for a Saturday morning, Leslie. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so uh, if you're listening now on a Saturday morning yourself, um, we apologize? I don't know. No, we don't we, apologize. No, we don't apologize. We choose to challenge you to lean into this on a Saturday morning. Um, what else? Because you've, you've described what choose to challenge means to you. You naturally went where I wanted to go with like, what is it you want to choose to challenge us as we uh, org to really be thinking about over the next year and what you want to kind of see us accomplish? Are there any other sort of things that you have as our president and executive director in your mind that you want to choose us to challenge to lean into? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, um, as the, the, WIA, you know, we org and the, we board of directors, volunteers, um, we want to continue, like I said, to challenge the status quo, even the status quo of what we is. And to do that, Yes, we need to do our own introspection, but we also can really use um, folks that have passion around these topics. We can always use more volunteers. Um, it's it's so difficult um, to, you know, to keep people motivated. Not to say that people aren't motivated, but especially in this time, it's fatigue, right? It's it's fatigue of being on a computer. It's fatigue of not being able to see people. Um, and, you know, we can always use those fresh new ideas um, that can help to re-motivate. And so there's that. We also have a couple board positions that are going to be opening up um, that we're going to be promoting, you know, in our newsletters. Um, and so, you know, if you're interested in getting more involved in helping us solve these problems, um, bringing your, you know, diversity of, of thought and diversity of life to the Women in Agile board, 
um, you know, please get in contact with us um, and, and keep an eye on those newsletters that are coming out because um, in looking at, in looking at, uh, you know, at the, the previous ways that we've chosen board members, um, a lot of it has been through personal networks. And, you know, while that makes, that makes, you know, us feel good because we know people, we know the people that we're bringing in, that's not really aiding in our diversity. Um, because a lot of times the people that we know have similar experiences to us. Um, and so we really want to open that up um, beyond just personal networks because the org has gotten to such a larger place that um, we feel like we have a great pool of people that are, um, you know, that are interested and are invested. And we want to to really, you know, capital capitalize on that. That's not a great word, but um, we want to take leverage. I don't know. I just almost said take advantage. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a good word either. <laughs> um, we want to leverage, leverage those experiences. Um, and we know that, um, you know, that our, our board really needs those new ideas. And so, you know, I want to extend a personal invitation to, you know, anyone who's listening who wants to know more, um, you know, please kind of choose to challenge yourself, choose to challenge maybe the way that you spend some of your free time. Um, maybe think about giving a little bit to us. And we would love to, um, you know, we would love to have you as, as a volunteer or, um, you know, as a, as a board member, since we do have a couple slots opening up. That's awesome. Is there anything else? Cause that's the sort of the, the landing place I wanted to get us to is that larger choose to challenge calling to the global WIA community. Um, you, and we've danced in and around that through this conversation. Um, but are there any other things kind of just to our global constituency that um, kind of rise to a higher calling? You know, I mean, I think it certainly starts individually. Um, sometimes we feel like as a as a as an individual, we can't make much of a difference, but I don't think that's true. Um, when we do the work individually and then share our learnings, right. And we do have this amazing network, um, of, you know, at last count, I think I'm guessing the, the WIA community right now of, of members, local group, um, members is about 10,000. And so that starts, that makes waves. And so utilize the connections that you're making, with WIA, share the things that you're learning individually, challenge the topics that are coming into your local meetups, um, you know, join join other local meetups since we're virtual right now. So we can, you know, you can, you can see where all those are. We have a shared calendar that um, we'll put a link in the show notes as well too. So you can see what's going on um, and really continue to elevate, um, you know, elevate the, the questions, the the norms that society has, um, you know, has kind of led us into so that we can, you know, individually and then as a larger collective start to change those norms that, um, that are not, are not productive for the majority of the population. Um, it's, it's time for, you know, the small minority of privilege to, um, you know, really extend their privilege to folks that don't have as much inherent privilege, but really um, deserve, you know, deserve to have their voices heard and need to be, you know, need a little bit more um, help elevating, you know, their, their level of privilege as well. So yeah. And I think I said that is, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you did. And, and that's exactly where I was going to say, and, and that means that we have to 
choose to take risks and challenge ourselves to say things out loud that we're afraid to say because we might not get it right. Um, and I loved how you pointed towards, right, choose to challenge the topics and the, the conversations that are coming up in your local groups. Like, be edgy, be provocative, because those are the, by pushing the boundaries, that's the only way you disrupt the status quo. And mm -hmm. so it may feel scary and it may feel nerve wracking and you may get bad press over being the voice that brings up a topic. Um, but it's bringing forward the crucial conversations that we have to have if we actually want to affect change in the world. And that is yeah. the entire reason we at work is here. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Be edgy. Um, and I think that, you know, yeah, you've got to ask those hard questions, the questions that, you know, if you, if you have to kind of second, do a second thought on it, that might be a really good question. Yeah. Um, I remember a town hall I was in just the other week where, um, where, you know, there was someone else brought in um, on the, the board of directors um, for a company that I'm working for. And um, in the town hall, you were able to submit the, the anonymous questions and someone submitted a question around, hey, you just brought in this new person, right? It's, it's another, you know, it's another man. And why? You know, we're, that's not, you know, that's not aiding on in our diversity. And, you know, the, the answer, the answer had had some good points around you know diversity of, of thought and experience but um you know also right we need to we need to challenge what we're seeing with yeah. that and I know that that's something that I'm kind of trying to excuse me continually do um even you know like when I'm doing something as simple as watching a tv show right looking at the representation and saying wow I'm watching this cooking show and um you know yeah these are this is not a diverse representation of, you know, of everyone that cooks, yeah. um, you know, yeah. Where, where are the women, where are the BIPOC, BIPOC, um, where are, you know, where are the younger people, where are the middle-aged people, right? So just asking those, those questions, where are the people yeah. that, you know, that maybe have disabilities? Um, yeah. And I think, Choose to challenge here in the question asking is super, super important, Natalie, because it goes down to courage. And the odds are if you're thinking the question, right, someone else probably is too. And unless someone has the courage to be the voice that puts that question into the universe out loud, um, none of us will ever have the answer. Absolutely. Yes. The universe. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great landing place. What do you think? Yeah, I'm really happy with this conversation we have. I'm feeling feeling very stimulated and very inspired right now. Yeah, and that's and that's how I really wanted to close us is like we you naturally brought in right the sunshine on a Saturday <laughs> morning when we started this conversation. I think we both had appreciation and gratefulness for that. But um, what are you appreciating and grateful for today beyond the sunshine? Um. You know, I'm just very appreciative that, you know, that I am still employed. Um, I'm appreciative that I have a, a great place to, to live and to call home. Um, I'm very thankful. I just got um, a new niece uh, the other day. And so 
I'm excited about that. I'm appreciative of my, my fiance and, um, you know, hopefully he's going to get up soon and uh, make me breakfast. Um, <laughs> I'm always appreciative when people cook for me. Um, and I'm just, I'm happy that, you know, I, I have the time in the schedule um, to be able to do things like this um, with you, Leslie, to be able to continue to, you know, provide my servant leadership um, to WIA. And, you know, I, I like to spend the weekends, you know, ha- having that reflection time because the weeks seem to be so busy and the days seem yeah. to be the same. And so I plan on, um, you know, picking up a couple more books today and, um, you know, continuing on my, my self journey. Um, I'm right in the middle right now of um, two really good books. One of them is called Project to Product by Mick Kirsten. Um, so that's what I'm that's what I'm reading for um, my work diversity of thought and kind of continuing to move along there. And then I'm also in the middle of um, the new Jim Crow um, for kind of some additional personal um, personal work in you know, identifying privilege and um, identifying systemic um, systemic racism and impediments um, so that I can continue to, you know, talk, talk and share those ideas um, because I know that, you know, there were times where I had not thought of that. And so, um, you know, continuing to check my, my privilege there. So I'm thankful to, I'm thankful to have the privilege to have the time yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's something that I, I try not to take for granted. Awesome. Natalie, thank you so much for making this time. Um, You and I get to connect in a lot of different ways and we have good, deep conversations, but this felt exceptionally special to me. So I really am honored to have had uh, this time with you this morning. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Leslie. Thanks for setting this up. You're welcome. And thank you listeners for tuning into this episode of the Women in Agile podcast series. It's brought to you in partnership from the Women in Agile nonprofit organization and Accenture Solutions IQ. We hope you've learned something new and invite you to tell a friend or a coworker about the podcast. You can always go online to womeninagile.org to learn more about our initiatives and find additional inspiring podcast conversations. Thanks for listening to this Women in Agile podcast episode. Find more inspiring conversations by visiting womeninagile.org slash podcast, checking out the podcast series on iTunes, or visiting your podcast application of choice. If you have an idea for a topic, speaker, or feedback on an episode, please reach out to us via email through podcast at womeninagile.org.